Hi, welcome to Under the Wisteria Tree. My name is Tony Maselli, and I can't even do my usual intro because I am too excited to say welcome to fall. It's finally September and officially the start of spooky season. I love everything to do with this time of year. I love the changing leaves, the gradually shortening days, the cool nights, bonfires, haunted houses, hayrides, you name it, I love it. Now, there is some debate or interpretation involved on what constitutes the start of fall, whether you're going off meteorological charts or the arrival of the autumn equinox or even some other method, nearly everyone agrees it begins sometime in September. In honor of fall, I wanted to share a musing I've often had about the seven deadly sins. This is a topic that I've put a lot of thought into basically my whole life. I've always been insanely interested in how across the centuries we've boiled down what is generally seen as undesirable human behavior into these seven categories, which I think is actually a very human thing to do. We are always trying to fit things in a box and label everything. It's just, I love that it shows humans never really change. Our society changes, but what makes us human, it seems to be the same. The concept that every sin can ultimately be traced back to one of these seven as a driving force is really interesting to me. The fact that a list of sins composed roughly 2,500 years ago is still relevant today is amazing. Although the expressions of the sins are vastly different today than they were when the list was established, the identified driving force behind the sin is unchanged. Ultimately, the goal of today's episode is I'd like to share my thoughts on what the seven deadly sins personifications would look like in today's world. So follow me here. If we could anthropomorphize or give human characteristics to these behaviors, who would these sins be? If you know me, you know I'm always thinking. I mean, this brain of mine never shuts up. So you know I've put a lot of thought into this. So right off the bat, I have to go with pride. If you could boil down the sin of pride and shape it into a person that you would see walking the earth in 2023 today, I'd say you'd wind up with an influencer, someone who is perpetually online. Everything is content. Gotta film it. Gotta post it. Everyone needs to know what I'm eating, what I'm doing, where I'm at, even at the expense of others all for the sake of likes and views. You can't tell me that's not the definition of pride. They're not even getting anything out of it. They don't even need to get anything out of it. They don't even need to be a successful influencer. Just someone who puts their own posts over everyone else, the comfort of everyone else. That is what I see pride as. Next on the list would be gluttony. When you think of gluttony, you might immediately jump to someone who might star on my 600-pound life. But I want to take it a step further. I don't like sticking with stereotypes. I always, I'm a little weird. Like, I like to move things beyond where you would initially think. I wouldn't think about the sin of gluttony, like the idea of overconsumption to a sinful degree. 
I'm not thinking about an overweight person by any means. I'm just going to say it. Being overweight is not a sin. I have never met a person who would overconsume food to the extent of harming others. And the whole point of it being a sin is it's everyone's problem now. Like, I have this issue that is so big that now everyone has to deal with it. I think if you could refine down the sin of overconsumption and look at it through the lens of 2023, you'd end up with an alcoholic. I see someone who can't see past the drinks they're pouring into their body. Nobody needs alcohol to survive, and consuming it alone is not a sin, but the overconsumption of it to the point of excess and addiction, and you're hurting other people to consume it way more than you would ever want or need, is the definition of gluttony to me. The next sin I'd like to personify is lust. Probably the most famous of the seven deadly sins and certainly the most relatable because I mean being attracted to other people is the driving force keeping humanity alive. I think it's very easy, like with gluttony, to just jump on your first thought, like a sex worker or a cheater, but that doesn't quite fit it in my opinion, as at the end of the day, a sex worker is just doing their job, or someone having an affair could have a million other driving factors leading them to it. I don't see either of these people as the 2023 personification of lust. When I think of lust, like what the sin really means, being all consumed by a desire to an immoral degree, I don't feel like it has to be sexual in nature. I think of a person who lusts after designer products, the person who has to have the name brand of everything in every color available, no matter what, even if they can't afford it, or it causes great harm to their family, or they know they're supporting a problematic brand. It doesn't matter, they have to have it. You might think this personification has more to do with greed or envy, but not the way I see it. And that might be a little weird, but that's fine. I see the 2023 personification of lust as a die-hard material girl. Next, we have sloth. And I'm not talking about those cute little clawed mammals that hang off the trees. Sloth, or the reluctance to make any effort, is the sin that actually calls out to me stronger than all the others. I sometimes think that I stay so busy and constantly have an endless list of projects to work on just to prove to myself and others that I am not a slothful person, because secretly, I kind of think I am. Now, the reluctance to make effort to a sinful, immoral degree is a tricky one for me to name because I think society often labels people who are majorly depressed and just have no energy to do anything or to even get out of bed, or people who are disabled and physically unable to work as slothful by nature. That's just, a, it's a load of shit, in my opinion. I mean, you can't be slothful by definition if you literally are physically or mentally incapable to do what society is trying to make you do. You have to be completely capable to do the task, but choose not to do it to the point that it will harm other people for it to count as being slothful, in my opinion. I have thought a lot about this sin, and I have to say, if I had to personify it, I'm going to say this is someone's loser ex they're desperately trying to co-parent with. 
this ex doesn't work to get out of paying child support, doesn't call because they honestly don't want to make the effort, doesn't lift a finger to make things easier for the primary parent of their child, even though they are completely capable of doing so. I personally am lucky enough to have an amazing partner who leaves me wanting for nothing, but I see what you other humans trying to raise other little humans are going through and mad props to you because, wow, I've heard some horror stories from vent sessions with friends and I can't believe what some people are going through in that category. So ultimately, yes, if I have to name the personification of sloth, it is someone's loser ex. Wrath is next, and I have to say this one was actually kind of funny for me to nail down. I eventually decided the human version of Wrath is an angry chef. My goodness, have you seen those angry chefs? I'm not even talking about the ones who are dramatized for TV. I'm talking about real life. In the pit of hell that is a busy kitchen, the sheer anger that these chefs are running on is something otherworldly and frankly fascinating to me. The taunt energy of a busy, industrial-sized kitchen with all the different workers and their different roles running like a well-oiled machine with a chef at the top running the show fueled by nothing but rage. They are so, so angry and maybe they have a good reason. I mean, I'm sure it's a stressful job and all, but it's one of those jobs that people just kind of accept that the head chef is going to be ballistic. All right, and greed. Now, this one was probably the easiest sin to personify because it's probably the one most widespread in America today. Actually, it was really difficult for me to pin this one down because just one person, I mean, I can't just use one person as an example because there's just so many examples. Like the list of people in today's society who are hoarding wealth or resources to the point of harming other people, it's like a like a yield scroll at this point. Like, I mean, I'm thinking of like an old Christmas movie with Santa at the North Pole. He's pulling out his list and he's checking it twice and the scroll starts to unfurl and then it keeps going and going and it drags off screen because it's just so impossibly long it cannot be shown. That's the list of people who are the personification of greed. Like, you know, uh, the fire hose on a fire truck. Like they put it on the ground and they start unrolling the hose and it just goes and it goes and it goes because it's just so indescribably long. It just unrolls forever. Yes, like that's what I'm talking about. If I really had to nail it down though, for the point of this podcast, I'm going to look at you, hospital administrators, hospital administrators, hospital administrators. You staff your nursing units full of the sickest and most vulnerable people with the minimum amount of workers possible with broken equipment and help yourselves to massive bonuses around every corner. It's not a secret that I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse for some time. So I understand that this skews things and my perception is not the reality and yada, yada, yada. But I cannot help but say that these people are literally demons born out of the hottest lava pit in hell. That's where they crawled out of and they got given the job of hospital administrators. I'm not even kidding. 
they were talking about people who are made out of the same clay as Satan himself. If you can even think about putting profits over a human's life, you, my friend, are the personification of greed. End of story. Last and least to me, actually, because I don't really see what's wrong with the idea of it, is envy. Why, you may ask, do I not see anything wrong with envy? I guess because I can't help but see the good that can come out of this sin. Like, yes, I can admit that this mindset probably makes me a bad person, but that's not the point of today's musing. We can circle back to that another time. The way I see it, envy is wanting what others have. Seeing other people and what they have because they've built it up themselves, whether it's a home or a brand or a family or possessions, whatever it is that they have that you want, this can be a driving force that makes a person get their shit together. Like if you see someone completing their degree and that lights a fire under you to complete yours because that envy you felt like the initial surge of, man, I wish that was me. That could be a good thing in my opinion. But the sin part of it, it comes when you are so envious, it becomes a problem to other people. You are so overwhelmed with your want of what they have mixed with a lack of motivation to work to get that for yourself is where it becomes a sin. If I had to personify this sin uh, through today's lens, I would say envy is a bad friend. And I know you all know exactly what I'm talking about here too. Someone who looks at your life and your accomplishments and wants to tear you down instead of building you up. Like the type of friend who uses disrespect hidden in jokes like, oh, that's not what I meant. Like, no, that's exactly what you meant. But you try to hide it. Like the bad friend who talks about you behind your back, who you wouldn't trust around your partner, who does not have your best interests at heart because they are so envious of you. I've had these types of friendships in my life and I've done the work to weed out the thorns and just leave the roses behind. But man, that type of envy cuts deep and really harms the people around you. So yeah, to summarize, envy is a bad, bad friend. And that makes all seven. This was a lot of fun. I actually have a project I'm working on that has to do with the seven deadly sins as people. So this was kind of a sneak peek, but not really. Just where my mind's been lately, I guess. I hope it was entertaining at least. And now I'm going to say something that I really don't want to say, but I feel like as I live in the Midwest, I have to say it. Happy fall, y'all. And thanks for joining me. Stay tuned for more content.